97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Bill Bar. Whether it's double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, cherry barcia, or salted caramel, enjoy Bill Bar. 100% real chocolate, 100% real delicious. Order yours today at built.com and save 10% off your order using promo code ZONE at checkout. That's Built Bar. Time to welcome in Tim Lacombe. Worked for Rick Majerus at the U. Worked for Dave Rose at the Y. Now you hear him on jazz radio pregame, halftime, and postgame shows. Tim, good morning. Good morning, man. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Happy 2022 to you. Hey, just right back at you, man. Right back at you and your cohort. He's going to remain quiet. Well, I'm not. Okay. I didn't know I was he, supposed to he speak. He always makes me guess if he's really there. Of course <laughs> I'm really there. Where else would I be? I didn't know it was my turn to speak. I thought you might be at like an exotic location playing golf. Nice. No, I'm right here. So, it's a happy 2022 until you see your team give up 78 points in the second half. What does Quinn Snyder say? How does he react? Put yourself in his shoes. You know, it's man, I'm telling you, it's a really difficult one. Um, and I think the qualifying statement you make is the defense is built around Rudy Gobert. We've known that forever, but I, I think it's pretty blatantly obvious now that um, he really does hold just about everything together on the defensive side. Um, You know, we went into a big, in fact, I went somewhere last night prior to the game. I was invited into David Locke's laboratory. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew he had a lab, but he has a lab, has Bunsen burners and fax machines whirling and um, you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. But David was driving down a canyon, and he had a thought, so he you know, called me, and I was just the conduit to kind of look up stats. But this Detroit team, if you if you take this Detroit team and you, you put them against the rest of the league, they are 10 points below league average in points per possession. Um, and to find anything similar, you have to go back to when Charlotte was the Bobcats and um, when New Jersey, the Nets were still playing there in, in the Garden State instead of Brooklyn. Um, you know, you have to go back a long way to find a team that has been as bad offensively as this Detroit Pistons team. And going into the game last night without Jeremy Grant, you'd think no matter what the Jazz do, they'll figure out a way to get this team stopped. And um, I, I think, obviously, really, really big issues um, kind of stemmed. And they they lost the game. I didn't think they were capable of losing, to be honest with you. So you think it's a midseason lull, or it is an issue that it needs to be taken more seriously? I think there's all sorts of factors at play. Again, I mean, you know, the way that the DJ just carried this show, if it were just, you know, you take him out of it and it's DJ and PK, but PK's the only one that shows up every day, you're going to suffer. Yeah, we have from time to time. <laughs> um, no, I mean, honestly, though, it's the way the defense is built and the way that, you know, guys – 
as Marcus Morris said elo- eloquently earlier in the year, funnel everything to Gobert. I think I think what came to my mind as this was going on is man, Marcus Morris was dead right. Your turn. Tim Lacombe joining us right here. I am curious if you believe that the Jazz are championship contenders or if you've seen the Warriors and the Suns and the Jazz are just going to do the best they can here, but those two teams are, they've pulled away. Well, I would have, a couple of weeks ago, I would have thought, you know, I would have answered that affirmatively yes, but I mean, even Donovan last night in the postgame talked about, you know, the Jazz are kidding themselves if they want to put themselves in. You know, you don't just proclaim yourself a title contender. I mean, you, you do that on the floor. Um, I watched the Warriors the other night with Clay back, and, um, you know, he's, he's certainly got a little ways to go shape-wise. But, like, those guys play – those guys play on the defensive end as though they really do want to win a championship. Um and then, you know, the Suns have have had a, another really good year. I, I'm going to say the Jazz are capable of being in the equation, but their play as of late, and again, I understand they've had, like the rest of the league, they've had a ton of, of guys out um, and injuries. And then, like you said, PK, there's, there is something to the midseason lull. I think there's every year you could go pick four or five games and just kind of shrug your shoulders. Uh, so this is one of them. Not not an overreaction, but just in terms of the team mindset on defense, it's just got to change. I mean, guys have to do more. And Donovan talked about it last night. Guys, one through seventeen. Um, you know, this isn't a we problem right now. This becomes an I problem. What can I do to help fix this? And um, and you know, that's where we are. Do you think this lull or slump, whatever you want to say it is? is going to hasten the urgency to make a move? Um, my guess would be yes. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of guys capable of making a basket on this team, which is awesome. There's a lot of guys, you know, more so than ever, guys that can can make a play for another guy, and that's really important. In fact, if you go watch that, rewatch that game, and, and David sent me a whole big long list of stats last night after rewatching it. Um, but you know, there were, in relation to whether the way the Jazz play, there were, you know, crazy number of one and two and zero pass possessions coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter, where a guy just made his mind up: I'm going to drive it, and I'm either going to score it, or I'm going to get fouled. And unfortunately, a lot of those ended up in turnovers. Um, it's just not jazz basketball. And and so, yeah, I mean, my thought looking on the outside looking in, I think you've got some pieces that um, kind of replicate themselves and perhaps you might want to diversify, you know, a couple of spots on your team and, and try to shore up the defensive side a little more. They have played a lot of guys we haven't seen much of. Do you think any of them... Have you spotted any of them and said, this guy's an NBA guy, he can help the Jazz, maybe he can help somebody else? Eric Paschal. I mean, I, Eric's got to get in better shape. But I really like him. Uh, I think he plays the right way. I think he plays hard. You know, he just came... Um, he came to the game last night and brought energy. I think he's a guy that can guard the ball and guard perimeter. 
Um, you know, I was really disappointed in Royce O'Neal's defense last night. I know we give him a ton of credit a lot, but he, he was not very good defensively last night. And, you know, if he's not going to be out there really being great defensively and only taking two or three shots, you know, what's why, why 35 minutes? And so I would say that, yeah, I think there may be some opportunity to utilize some of the stuff you've got. And I, I really do like Pascal. I, I think he's uh, – I think he's a winner. And then I've really liked seeing what I've seen of Daniel House. Uh, I know he didn't have the best game against Indiana, but again, last night came into the game and did some good things. He's a guy who you definitely jumps off the film that he can guard the ball. He keeps guys in front of him. And um, he's got some good length to him. You know, but that's a guy that's intriguing to me because they got him. You know, the way they, they are able to acquire him. I think there's a place on the team for a guy who can who can get down in a stance and keep people in front. Yeah, but when everybody's healthy, whose minutes do these guys take? I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the guys that are in the rotation because they're going to determine the success of this team in the playoffs. Yeah, and I guess that's the that's the big question. Um, you know, I think, again, the Jazz have been league, almost, you know, league history leading offensively. Um, but, you know, you remember the years where the Jazz were, were crazy the other way, where they were really, really positioned around defense and, and struggled on the offensive side to shoot it. Um, so it's almost as though the pendulum swung completely the other way, and it just, just needs to have a couple of guys who are willing to um, give a little bit more on the defensive end. My, I, you know, the beautiful part is in my job now, I can just talk about concepts and ideas necessarily have to actually make the hard decisions um but if you watch the film and and you really are looking for opportunities i I think they're there you know i think there's an opportunity to play uh, a guy like pascal in a situation where there's you know where the ball's not moving where uh guys aren't really guarding their their yard you know and, and that's up to quinn you know i don't know who i don't know who and how and when and and again, right now, everything's all kind of discombobulated, too, with so many guys out and really the the cornerstone of your team defensively. And I would almost say, you know, leads to he, – he really does give guys advantage with his screens, whether they be off ball, you know, and they can curl into the paint with an advantage or in a ball screen. And nobody sets a better ball screen than Gobert. Uh, really clears the way for guys to get downhill, and then that's where the blender can start. So, I mean, they miss him a ton right now. There's no question about it. So we can talk stats and X's and O's, but how much of this is just grit and determination and New Jersey toughness? And I'll use Hassan Whiteside as an example because I thought it was so obvious, but I don't think it's limited to him. I think it's up and down the roster. But in the game in Detroit, he gets his shot blocked twice right out of the gate. He starts 0 for 2, and he's getting a shot blocked by a guy who's I don't know, four or five inches shorter. It just shouldn't be happening. And then he inbounds the ball and doesn't see an opposing player and basically throws it right to him. And the guy hesitates for a second and then looks at Hassan, kind of sizes him up and decides, I'm going to dunk on you. And he dunks on him, and Hassan doesn't even get off the floor. So at this point, you might as well have me in the game because I can get my shot blocked and I can get dunked on. But something snaps, Hassan flexes for a second, and he spends the next quarter and a half 
beating up all the undersized guys they throw at him. He's blocking shots. He's dunking on alley-oops. They're giving the ball on the floor, and he's dunking. He's doing exactly what they got him for. It doesn't bear any resemblance at all to the first three or four minutes. And I think he's just going to run roughshod over these guys all night long, but then the second half he just kind of disappears. I didn't think it was really good or really bad. He just got caught up in the flow of the game and it was going against the Jazz. Isn't that just mental focus and determination? Yeah, I mean, in part, partly there, too, in rewatching it last night, you know, the, very, the, the Pistons changed the way they guarded and switched everything. So Kryptonite rears its head once again. That's why the roles and stuff weren't open. His son got so many things early on um, by virtue of, yes, being locked in after a tough start, uh, but then just really was the beneficiary of good ball movement, you know, as guys played on an advantage. The issue when teams switch is they, they Jazz really struggle to create an advantage. Um, it's almost as if the, the switching in the Jazz mind just says, okay, we're going to stop trying to move it and we're going to drive it ourselves and we're going to try to beat this thing. And, you know, I've seen it time and time again, and I know that's obviously not the way they're coached. They're coached to play off the pass. And so it's it's just an instinct, I think, when teams start to switch that guys feel like they got to fix it. And the result is no ball movement, you know, less advantage, tougher shots, and an easier way for a team to make a run on you. Since they have this losing streak now after coming off a pretty good streak, you don't want it to extend, obviously. So how big do you view these next few games? Well, they're in for a fight. And tomorrow night, It's uh, the Cavs are they're one of my favorite teams in the league to watch. They've got length galore. They, they play three seven-footers on the, on the floor. Um, and, and then they've got, in my mind, one of the, the best up-and-coming guards in Darius Garland. But their style of play, they come at you hard, man. They're, they're hard hat wearing guys. They have the ability to play above the rim. And they definitely get up in you on, on the defensive side. So, you know, there isn't time to feel bad for yourself. I think these games are really important. Again, the Jazz are, you know, that they're entire. There's a. And that they're playing, you know, at half strength. Um, but again, much the didn't have Jeremy Green last night, who's lead, their leading scorer and and by far best player. So you, you Quinn uses the term you got to you got to adapt situation you're in, and that's really what the Jazz have to do. Um, will it make or break their season if they go on and lose a couple more with Rudy out? No, um, we've all seen that. You know, last year the Jazz finished number one record in the West and, and did not get where they wanted to go. So the most important basketball is played between April and June. The lessons learned through a season, and I'm going to repeat this, lessons learned through a season and the journey of a season really define how you're going to play in those months. And the highs don't always equate, you know, the fact you're going to play terrific and the lows don't always equate to the fact you're not. Um but it's lessons learned along the way, and hopefully there's a lesson learned you know, on focus and resolve and the ability to adapt that came out of this road trip. Have you ever seen, do you remember anyone doing what Clay Thompson is doing, being away from the game for two and a half years and then trying to come back at a high level? 
How long was Jordan gone? A year and a half. I mean, that's what it reminded me of, right? Like watching all the fanfare prior to him coming out on the court. And, you know, just that whole excitement. And I know Clay's not the level of, of Michael, but um, pretty close. You know, he's a guy who won championships and people around the, the world know his name. Um, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, I, I think the game's really important to him. Winning's really important to him, and it's killed him to have to sit and watch. But, you know, to the Warriors' credit, we talk about adapting. You know, there would be a lot of reasons, particularly this year, too, you know, without him back to maybe start the season uh, and not be at your best. But they they went out and acquired a bunch of guys who really want to get down in the trenches and guard. Um, they have the best in defense in the, in the league. And it's really Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and a bunch of um, two-way guys. I mean, or, or guys like Wiggins, who's kind of you know re- resurrected his career there. Um, but I, you know, I haven't seen I haven't seen really much of it since Jordan. You know, when Jordan came back after trying to hit the curveball, um, and I'm excited for Clay. You know, he he looked like he. There's only one way to play yourself into game shape. And that's to play. You know, you can't can't simulate that, so I know that it, that'll be the kind of the grueling part for him. But, I mean, he dunked in the game and made three threes, um, and, you know, his team won against a good Cavs team that the Jazz are going to see. Tim, we appreciate the time. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk to you again soon. All you got to do is call. <laughs> Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Join us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Tim Brando. On the end of the college football season, looking ahead to next year, he will join us coming up at the top of the hour right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.